rather than just repeating the same patterns over and over again when you get stressed or you're going through an emotional patch what we're trying to do is we're trying to break the cycle and we're trying to use your self-awareness to identify the cause of the problem rather than just trying to say to yourself i won't do it again welcome to renegade performance radio where we help everyday people like yourself to become fitter stronger faster well-rounded and fulfilled athletes through the lessons failures and success we have achieved over the past 10 years on our journey as crossfit games athletes and now coaches today i want to talk a bit about binge eating or overeating episodes and my experience with it working with clients that have, um, have episodes or feel like they're binge eating um, and ways that we have kind of worked through it to uh, help prevent binge eating episodes or overeating episodes from occurring. And so I'm not a medical professional and this is just my experience. And so I just want to start off with a little bit of clarification around the term. And so there's binge eating and binge eating also known as compulsive eating is the type of kind of disordered eating which is characterized by consuming large amounts of food in a very short period of time and typically it's within like sort of um couple of hours where you'll just keep eating keep eating keep eating and during a binge people eat too much much more than they would normally eat in one sitting and then they feel a loss of control around the eating and binge eating episodes are usually followed by feeling guilty disgust or shame then we have a slightly more serious sort of order a disorder which is called binge eating disorder and this is characterized by binge eating but on a reoccurring basis and having reoccurring binge eating episodes accompanied by that feeling of complete lack of control during the episodes and then moving into distress and the distress is not from just from the physical discomfort of overeating, like feeling sick. It's from the psychological guilt, the shame, the, the self-disgust and all the other negative emotions. And so it's just important to remember that binge eating is different from just overeating at, say, Christmas or on the holidays or a special occasion. Binge eating disorder, it's a persistent pattern of disordered eating that can have serious negative consequences on your physical and mental health and so why does someone binge eat it's most people when they think of overeating or binge eating they think that it is that they're just they're weak or they've got no willpower no self-control they're the the general sorts of things that people will say to me but some of the reasons go far beyond that, and they're a lot deeper than that. You've got emotional factors, such as like your stress, anxiety, maybe from work or whatever, uh, depression. And what that leads to is using food as a coping mechanism. Another one is a lack of control regulating food intake, which is often due to imbalances in hormones that cause hunger and fullness. You've also got trauma so past negative experiences or negative experiences related to food or body image they can really influence binge eating episodes um, and then you've got genetics as well and uh, 
which they can definitely make someone more susceptible to binge eating. A lot of people don't like to blame genetics and I, I don't, but they definitely play a role. And so let's try to understand each of those a little bit better. And so the one of the most common ones is your emotional factors, your stress, your anxiety. And some people, they use food as a coping mechanism for this. And the reasons are like you've got food can provide temporary relief from your negative emotions. It can stimulate the release of your feel-good chemicals like serotonin, which help boost your mood and they reduce the feelings of anxiety. Food can also be a distraction from your negative thoughts and emotions because if you're focusing on the pleasure of eating something delicious, delicious like a lolly or a cake or a pie or whatever it is that you're choosing to, to binge, um, it's that temporary escape from the difficult feelings and problems. Uh, food's also a source of comfort and security. It's associated with all your positive memories around food where you've been cared for and nurtured and can be especially appealing if you are feeling down and stressed. And food can also provide that sense of control that you may feel like you have more control over food than all the other areas and other aspects of your life, which can be really appealing if you're feeling overwhelmed and helpless. It's important to remember, though, that if you're using food as a coping mechanism, it might provide you temporary relief, but it's highly likely going to lead to a negative consequence in the long term. And you know what those consequences are. We're talking weight gain and all the health problems that come along with it. And so ideally, we want to be addressing the underlying issues like your stress, your anxiety, depression, and potentially seeking professional help if needed. But that doesn't mean that we can't talk about some coping strategies, sorry, some strategies to help you stop using food as a coping mechanism for your stress, anxiety, and depression. And so if you are someone that tends to have these binge eating or overeating uh, episodes, we want to look at what is triggering it, okay? So we want you to try and identify the situation or the emotions that lead you to turn to food as your coping mechanism. Because once you know the triggers, then you can develop strategies to manage them. So for example, maybe it's work-related stress and that causes you to skip a meal like or skip lots of meals. And because you're unprepared, then when you do get an opportunity to eat, A, you're so hungry, but B, you just lose control and eat everything in sight. And so if you figure this out and you're like, when I am stressed at work, I tend to come home and binge eat, then you can start to put plans in place to help mitigate the damage of what might happen from these binge eating episodes or prevent them altogether. Maybe it's talking to a loved one and having them uh, help uh, take some of the stress off of the home life. Maybe it's um, having some frozen meals in the freezer so that you don't have the additional stress of having to cook. Um, there's lots of strategies that you can use, but trying to figure out the, you can only figure out the strategy to use once you know where the cause is coming from. Another one might be maybe the cause is perfectionism. You've set some unrealistic goals for yourself and you're holding yourself to such high standards that it's leading to self-criticism and stress, which is causing the opposite actions that you need. And then that causes a binge eating episode. And so this would be coming back to you then setting realistic expectations. 
the idea that I'm getting at though with all of this is then rather than just repeating the same patterns over and over again when you get stressed or you're going through an emotional patch what we're trying to do is we're trying to break the cycle and we're trying to use your self-awareness to identify the cause of the problem rather than just trying to say to yourself I won't do it again we always want to go to the source of the problem it's very unlikely that you will be able to willpower yourself out of just of not binge eating again strategies are really really important another strategy that you can attempt to use is mindfulness and so mindfulness can really help you become more aware of your thoughts and feelings and it can help you to learn how to respond to them in a more positive and, and healthy way and mindfulness can be a great tool in helping you stopping binge eating by becoming more just aware of your thoughts during the process of eating or during in the lead up to an occasion where you might normally binge eat and so this is a few ways that you can use mindfulness to help you and so the first one is slowing down and paying attention to the food that you're eating paying attention to the taste the texture the smells save your food eat it like you're at a fine dining restaurant and there's only a really small amount of food on the plate and what you're going to find is you're going to find that you're actually feeling full and satisfied a lot faster or with a lot less food because your brain's actually acknowledging that you've eaten you can perform a body scan which is before and during eating checking in with your body to identify your physical sensations of hunger your fullness or discomfort and so if you're mindful enough you can actually take a moment to slow down and go am i full and you get to choose you go no i'll keep going or maybe you'll go actually yeah i'm pretty full and that will allow you to prevent yourself from continuing to overeat distraction awareness so recognizing and acknowledging that any distractions that come up during eating such as your tv your phone they're going to come up but then you want to redirect your focus back to the moment of your food so i highly recommend to truly mindfully eat that you don't have your phone at the table and that you don't have the tv on because then you actually are going to acknowledge the food and you'll be present in the action of eating and your chance of overconsuming food is going to be significantly less. And then finally just some mindful breathing. Take a moment to pause and just focus on your breath before and after a meal because this is going to help calm your mind and reduce your stress and anxiety. So we're just trying to slow down and literally breathe. And so practicing mindfulness regularly can, it's definitely going to help you become more aware of your thoughts and feelings and it's going to help you develop a healthy relationship with food and really likely prevent you from over consuming and also i really want to reiterate that mindfulness is a skill that takes time and practice so you've got to be patient with yourself when you're trying to learn it and use it you're not going to nail it first attempt well it's not very common it's awesome if you do but it's not very common that you do it takes practice and you can also use this for snacking as well like for treats and so a lot of overconsumption comes around like lollies and things like that because you're not actually sitting down and you are um, doing things like maybe watching tv or a movie and before you know it you've eaten like a 
whole pack of Maltesers or something like that. <clears throat> and the act of like slowing down and using any of those strategies for mindfulness that I just discussed is going to mean that you savor it, that you enjoy the taste of it, but then you can acknowledge that, okay, I've actually already eaten a quarter of the pack. Maybe I should put these away, but you're only going to recognize that if you're doing it slowly. If you enjoy our content that we're providing, please like and share with your fellow gym goers. Leave us a review and please take a screenshot and chuck it up on social media. We really want to get the word out so we can continue to help everyday people become high performers. Another way that you can uh, help manage these um, episodes or overeating uh, occurrences is finding an alternative coping mechanism. So instead of turning to food, you could turn to other ways to cope with your stress and anxiety and depression. And so what we're looking to do is, once again, fix the source of the problem. And so for a lot of people, exercise, which you guys will do already, but if you are feeling like you've had a stressful day at work, knowing that if you force yourself to go to the gym, even if you don't feel like it, it's going to pay off. Then practicing meditation, other deep breathing, or just talking with friends or, or a therapist. It's just finding a healthier outlet or a health, healthier alternative coping mechanism. And last, seek professional help. A therapist or a counselor can definitely help you work through the underlying issues that may be causing you to use food as a coping mechanism it's as i've said it's these all take a lot of time now this kind of drives into the lack of control as well so one of the things i mentioned earlier was you may have a lack of control regulating your food intake which can be due to hormonal imbalances and like your hormones that control your hunger and your fullness and hunger and fullness are regulated by a complex interplay of your hormones and there are few key hormones that uh, play a massive role in regulating and we're going to focus really on one of them and so you've got ghrelin which is the hormone that's produced in the stomach and it increases hunger by stimulating um, your brain and then ghrelin levels typically increase before a meal and after decrease after a meal the one that we're going to focus on is leptin and so this hormone is produced by fat cells and it singles the brain when the body has enough energy stores High levels of leptin signal the brain to decrease hunger and increase feelings of fullness. Then you've got other ones like peptide YY, and this is a hormone that's produced in the gut, which slows down digestion and can make you feel full. And your peptide YY levels are typically increased after a meal as well. So we want to focus on leptin today. Okay, and this is the main one that we're going to be looking at. And this is going to sound probably quite simple but you can increase your leptin levels by eating a high protein diet. And so studies have found that diets high in protein can increase your leptin levels. Getting enough sleep, this is a massive one. Lack of sleep is associated with decreased leptin levels. And so if you're not getting your seven to nine hours a night, there's a chance that your levels are a little bit low. Regular exercise, so making sure that you are training consistently and then getting your essential fatty acids and your omega-3s, that's going to increase your leptin levels. And then finally, losing a bit of body fat. And so, which is what, if you find you are overeating and that's something you want to stop, chances are you're already trying. But as you lose weight, as your body fat decreases, so does the amount of leptin, um, 
the increases the amount of lipton produced goes up. Now, <clears throat> the third thing that can cause your binge eating episodes. Now, trauma. Trauma can lead to binge eating in several ways. Traumatic experiences cause emotional and psychological distress, which leads to unhealthy coping mechanisms such as binge eating, can be binge drinking, can be drug abuse, it can be, it can be manifested in many, many ways. And stress, like trauma can cause high levels of stress, which leads to that increase in cortisol, that hormone that increases your appetite and cravings when high calorie and fatty foods, we've discussed that before. It can cause emotional numbness. And so people uh, dissociate or feel emotionally numb, which can lead to using food as a form of like self-soothing or distraction. Trauma can lead to low self-esteem. And so those feelings of low self-worth and low self-esteem can contribute to using form uh, food as a form of comfort and lack of control. Trauma can make people feel out of control of their lives and that leads people to use food as a way that you can regain that sense of self-control. And so if you're aware of trauma in your life, <clears throat> I really urge you to speak with a professional about it to help you work through what you're going through no trauma should be dealt with alone. And I read a quote the other day, um, and I'm probably going to butcher the quote, from Eddie Jacku, um, who is a Holocaust survivor. And he talks about happiness experienced with someone else doubles, but sadness or a problem shared with someone is halved. And so it just what I took from that is not to try and deal with negative experiences alone, whether it be a friend, loved one, or a professional out there, they're, the professionals are the ones I would recommend because they're the ones that are experts in actually helping you. And I just want to reiterate that you are not weak from getting help and that what you might be experiencing, the trauma that you might have experienced, could be really holding you back in what you're trying to achieve with your health and with what your fitness. And <clears throat> the reality is virtually everyone has some sort of shit or some sort of trauma to a degree and it's usually from a childhood experience and working through it with someone is going to help you create the happy and healthy life that you are after and then finally we have genetics and so genetics um, they play a factor in absolutely everything and there's evidence that that even goes down to as far as being more susceptible to binge eating Genetics play a role in like your hand-eye coordination, your risk of diseases, your ability to learn and comprehend your social skills. And some studies suggest that they actually will play that role in that binge eating. And so once again, like they can affect your hormones. So your appetite um, regulating hormones, the ones that I just discussed, your leptin, your ghrelin, your peptide um, YY. So like they, if you have less or more of those or they the way that they regulate, that is hereditary. If you've got a family history of an eating disorder, um, so then you could potentially be at a higher risk of developing a binge eating um, disorder. Um, genetic predisposition to um, obesity. So some genetic variations make some people more susceptible to obesity, which once again can increase your risk of developing binge eating. And impulsivity. Um, there's evidence that genetic variations in genes related to impulsivity 
may make some individuals more susceptible to binge eating. But a very important note, genetics, however, do not determine the outcome. They only impact it. They do not dictate the outcome. The truth is you have so much more uh, control of the outcome than your genetics do. Your choices, your habits, your behaviors, like they have the biggest impact on your outcomes. And so today we've identified four reasons why you may binge. Um, you now have the potential cause and you might have identified with even a couple of them. But now you have the information. I want you to take what you've learned and do something with it. Whether that be identifying the cause and finding the solution, looking for a better outlet, getting help with your trauma, or outworking your genetics and not letting them become a crutch for you or an excuse for you. You can be in control, but it will take practice. If you're ready to become a renegade, reach out to us at renegadeperformance.co.nz and start a free 14-day trial to see how we can help you break through your plateaus.